You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, hit the center. Hanniger going back. He's at the track, right to the wall. He will turn and watch it fly. And there's the first run of 2019. A tremendous shot off the bat of Stephen Piscotti. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Wild and woolly this afternoon in Houston, and the Astros outlast the A's with the Altuve walk with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, 9-8 in favor of Houston. They had 14 hits. The A's had 11 hits. Fires Soria and Trevino and Trinan for the A's. Peacock, James, Rondon, and Osuna for the Astros. As uh, the Astros sweep the series in two of the games, one run decision. It was contentious. It was controversial. A couple balls off the roof, or at least the scaffolding of the roof. We had home runs. We had great defensive plays, and we had the huge swings and emotions in a roller coaster ride of a ball game. And finally, it was the walk to uh, Jose Altuve, who's the toughest guy to pitch to in the game when you have to throw a strike in the ninth inning. And Aledmus Diaz came home with the winning run. It really was contentious around home plate in the ninth inning with the plate umpire Marvin Hudson and Trident and Bob Melvin and the rest of the athletics. And by the way, it's time now for today's K tally, which is presented by the Ray Morgan Company. A's pitchers combined for eight strikeouts this evening. The K tally is presented by the Ray Morgan Company. On to Baltimore for the A's, weather permitting later this evening. And the A's with the four-game series against the Orioles beginning tomorrow night. 4.05 back in the Bay Area. 9-8. The Astros beat the A's when we continue. Chris Townsend will pick up the coverage when the A's Clubhouse show continues. Here's to the little wins in life. Like the fact that receiving a big hug can actually burn calories. And cuddling with a puppy is stress therapy in a very who's a good girl kind of way. So put on some SPF 30, take a walk without a destination, and know that whatever little win wins the day for you, Kaiser Permanente will help you thrive your way every day. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org to learn more. Plays like this. Now it's fair back a third. Chapman's on the bag. Cross the diamond for two. Got Matt Chapman his gold glove. Another dazzling play by Chapman. Now it's time for you to get yours. The Matt Chapman Gold Glove Bobblehead, presented by 7-Up, is yours on April 20th for a 107 start against the Blue Jays. Head over to athletics.com slash tickets to get your tickets for this great afternoon. Athletics.com slash tickets. That was absolutely brutal. I mean, gut-wrenching. I know it's just the 13th game of the year, but, man, that was tough. It was like a heavyweight fight where one fighter came out, knocked down the other fighter early. That would be the A's going to the canvas. But then the A's would then right the ship, show that they have a chin, and then they would wobble the other fighter late in the fight, but then the other fighter in the end would knock the A's out. It was a wild game, three hours and 39 minutes. So much to talk about. Ken Korak, back in Houston. We're going to go over the highlights, but 
I know it's just game 13, but that that would, that would that's a game that hurts right there, Ken. It does, and it's really emotional, and you invest so much in a game like this. That's the thing, Chris. You, you invest a lot of energy and emotion, and also with your bullpen, with Trevino throwing 24 pitches and trying to throw in 28. And, uh, you know, both teams laid it all out there. It was highly entertaining, and it's only the third of 19 meetings this year between these two clubs, so... Uh, it's a chance that it, there's a chance it's going to go right down to the wire. But uh, it really was a great ball game. And, you know, of all the guys you have to throw a strike to, Chris, the last guy you want to face right there is Jose Altuve with the smallest strike zone in baseball. And, you know, I, I know one was an intentional walk, but when you have your all-star closer has four walks, I mean, I, mean, I know A's fans are going to want to complain about the umpire. But the A's did this to themselves. I mean, if you look what happened in the first inning, you look what happened. I mean, after Chad Pender hit the home run in the sixth inning, you're up. You're now your strength is your bullpen. You're supposed to close this thing out, and the bullpen couldn't do it. Defense wasn't great. I, I, I'm going to put this one on the A's. I'm not going to put it on umpires. Well, yeah, and, and Blake, you know, when you have the lead with with uh, Trevino and trying to normally you're going to win, Chris. So it's not going to happen that often when those two guys are in there and they're rested. You're going to lose. Blake was missing on the arm side, like up and away to Reddick, and that that really hurt. Walking the leadoff man in the ninth inning, although he made a great play to get the force on that bunt by Chirinos. They just really thought they had Springer struck out, a pitch that really was a strike that should have been called a strike. Now he did, he threw the little, that hard slider down in the dirt, struck him out on the next pitch. So it, it was, uh, they had their head, they had their words with the plate umpire, but uh, you know, you battle for this long, it's hard to place blame on the umpire, but you also can't blame the A's for letting some emotion out when the ball game ended, Chris. It was just that kind of an afternoon. You know, we've seen so far a, a couple times this season, whether it's been an A's player or it's been on the other team, and I think of Marcus Simeon because you get the home run from Pender. You now hit a ball down the line. You got a double. You're in scoring position. You're now looking like you can put up a big crooked number here. But instead of being satisfied with a double, you test it to a triple. I know you're trying to be aggressive, but now you're thrown out. And it kind of – and the A's still had a shot there. But you had the makings for a really big inning – where you would have never have saw Osuna in the ninth inning. Yeah, I'm not going to place too much blame on, on Marcus for that, Chris. It took a great play to get him. I mean, he's hustling. The ball was hit deep in the right field corner. It was a great relay and the throw by Correa. So, uh, you know, yeah, you can you can point to that and say, yeah, they would have had a runner at second and nobody out, but there's no guarantee he was going to score from there. So I get your point, but, you know, I can't really blame Simeon for trying to go to third base there either. I know, but in these games, it's the little things. It's sure, the little yeah. things, the battles that you win, and the bat, you know, and also the risks that you take. And sometimes when you take risks, you, you come up short. I mean, there's a lot to talk about in this game. We'll talk about it at 510-897-1322. We've got a lot of highlights to go over in this game because it was a wild one. We'll start with Pender in the first inning. He got it going because the A's, after being shut out yesterday, they needed a spark early, and they got it from Chad Pender playing first base. 
Chad Pender a home run and four RBIs and here's the pitch by Peacock and a high drive down the left field line headed for the roof. It hits the top. It hit the roof literally and the ball's in play. We'll see how they rule that. Two runs are going to score. Pender's around first. He's going to second. There'll be no throw and the A's take a 2-0 lead. And the Astros are saying, hang on, wait a second. The ball hit the roof in foul territory. And this is going to be very interesting here because I think the A's are going to come out of this with two runs. And the umpires will have to get together. It'll be very interesting to see how all of this transpires now with the ball literally hitting the roof. A towering drive in the left field corner. And now the four umpires are conferring. For now, it's a double by Pinder and two runs for the A's. All of a sudden, I was thinking, Ken, are, are we in Tampa? What's going on? Yeah, in the ground rule, if it hits the roof, and the ruling is it hit the roof in fair territory, now it's fair game, and that's why the ruling was that the double stood and the ball landing at the feet of Brantley, the left fielder. Later in the game, we had the ball that Chapman hit that hit the roof foul. It was caught by the Astros' Bregman, but because it hit the roof in foul territory, doesn't matter if you catch it or not. It's just a strike and nothing more than that. So, yeah, you get some quirky stuff inside these domes. So a two-run lead in the first inning for the Athletics, but then here came the Astros. A base hit by Brantley would bring in one. An infield hit by Carrera, run number two, and then Diaz with the three-run shot. So all of a sudden, it's five to two, but here comes the A's. Here they come, Robbie Grossman back uh, home playing in Houston would do this in the top of the second inning. And here's the ball hit by Grossman to right field and way back in no doubt and a home run to right by Robbie Grossman on the first pitch he sees from Peacock in the top of the second is now a five to four ball game. And for Grossman his first athletics home run. And that was well back in the seats and right. Astros five athletics four. But then here came the Astros in the bottom half of the inning. Mike Fires just could not. He just couldn't put the tourniquet on the bleeding as he would walk in a run. Diaz would walk give him an RBI. But then the A's would settle it down. J.B. Wendelkin came in for an three three and a third. He was absolutely fabulous. And then how about Robbie Grossman again in the top of the fourth inning. Set the offer, swung on, lifted down the left field line, high in the air, near the corner. Maybe the Crawford boxes it is a fair ball and lands at the base of the wall. Around third, coming home to score is Laureano without a throw. A headlong dive for Ramon into second with a double is Grossman. He's got three hits today, and it's a one-run game. A's now trail at six to five. Ken, good to see the leadoff hitter Robbie Grossman have a really fine day today. Well, they had a good day all around with 11 hits, and Robbie was on base three times, the single, the double, and a home run. Then the number nine hitter, obviously, Fegley. We're going to hear that home run that he hit in the sixth inning. So the A's had balance in the lineup up and down today. Yeah, you got a base hit by Loriano with two outs in the sixth, and that would bring up Fegley. Here's the set, and the 2-1 to Fegley is hit to left. Brantley going back. He will turn at the track, and he will watch it fly. And Fegley has hit it out, and the A's have taken the lead. 7-6 in favor of the A's in the top half of the sixth inning. On Fegley's first long ball of the year. 
So, Ken, when you start looking at Fegley right now, he's hitting 300. His OPS is 833. Do you think we're going to start seeing more playing time for Josh Fegley? I think Bo Mel is going to have to balance that because he talked before the game about how the A's feel they're okay with uh, matching up certain catchers with certain pitchers, and Fegley has two guys to catch right now, uh, Fires and Anderson. Hunley has been catching the other three, Brooks and Montas and Estrada. But Melvin also said that if somebody really gets hot, he wouldn't mind changing that because you want to go with a hot hand. Now, tomorrow, it's Estrada's game at Camden Yards, and we'll see if Fegley is behind the plate tomorrow. I think part of the reason for that, too, is that Hunley is new with the ball club, and as long as they feel he's really in sync with three of the starting pitchers, having not known these pitchers that well previously, they wanted to do this matchup deal right now with the catchers. But um, I would think that if Fegley remains and he... And, and clearly swinging the bat better than Hunley, then I think at that point you would see uh, Fegley getting more playing time for sure. So then we go to the six. The A's have been down pretty much all game, and then Chad Pender would do this. He's got two in the first and two in the second, and the pitch is a swing and a five ball. Well hit to left center field. Brantley back. Here's Springer from center, and this one's going to be off the wall. It's in play. And Pinder's in the second with a double. And did they say it got out? It got over the wall for a home run. And that was the ruling by the second base umpire, Quinn Walcott. The ball was played back by Springer, but Walcott was out there alertly in left center field. It got over that yellow line and came back. And that's a solo shot by Pinder leading off, although A.J. Hinch is going to go to replay here. So it's a home run by Pinder and the A's lead 8-6. Yeah, that was in the top of the eighth inning. It, it would be challenged. Houston would lose. Marcus Simeon would the double then after that, be thrown out at third. That would be challenged by the A's. This was just, there were so many quirky, wild things about this game, Ken. Tons of challenges, stuff hitting off the roof. It was wild. And I think even on the pinder ball, when I said hit over the yellow line, it actually hit below the yellow line, and that's why Springer played the ball back. But it looked watching the replay like it grazed above that. It's such a quirky area out there uh, in left center field with that high fence. Um, and then it hit above there, I think, and it grazed up there, then came down, hit the top of the fence, then came back. So it was a good play by a good call by Quinn Walcott. Second base umpire was right on that. And uh, that's where the umpires can really play a big part in this facility because there are, there are so many quirky things. You have weird stuff happening like that. And then in the bottom half of that inning, I didn't like a 2-2 cutter to Kemp. You know, number nine hitter, I'd rather see the fastball out of Trevino, but you speed up his bat with a breaking ball, and Kemp would do this. So the 2-2 pitch by Lou sets and delivers, and it's swung on, hit to right field, hit well. Piscotti's back to the track, he's right to the wall, running out of room. And Tony Kemp has hit it out, and the athletic speed is 8-7. Tony Kemp, the number nine hitter for the Astros, with his first home run of the year. And now it's a one-run ball game in the eighth. Springer would hit a ball that would land in front of Piscotti and just over Profar. And Piscotti diving is not able to get it. It goes by him, so Springer with the double. Another infield hit for Altuve. He had three infield hits today. You'd bring in you'd bring in Trinan to face Altuve, and then Bregman with the runner on third would tie it up. At the belt, 
And the 0-1 pitch. Altuve a short lead, not running, and it swung on a fly ball center field, not very deep. Loriano lining it up, tagging to Springer, makes the catch. Springer comes to the plate. Here's the throw. They got a shot and safe at the plate. And Altuve goes to second, and the ball game is tied up. Great call, Ken, because you know that kid out in center field has an unbelievable arm, and he's going to have a chance to gun down anybody. Well, Laureano made a great play. He really did. I mean, he put it right on the button there in a one-hop throw, and if, a, if the runner at third is not as fast as Springer, then he's out. But it was a great matchup. There was like a duel, right? you got a guy that runs as fast as Springer and someone with the arm of Ramon, and he made it awfully close, but uh, tied the game right there. And then we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. Reddick with the walk, then the base hit by Diaz, and they would go with the bunt, and obviously the bunt doesn't work, and Reddick's thrown out at third. Then a walk to Kemp, a strikeout to Springer, but still with the bases loaded, Altuve at the plate, and Trina just couldn't find the strike zone. Three balls and no strikes. Everybody's standing now. Now ready, and the 3-0 pitch on the way is inside ball four, and the game is over. Altuve walks. It walks in the winning run. Oledmus Diaz scoring from third. Blake Trinan has some words with the plate umpire Marvin Hudson as Hudson walks toward the third baseline, and now Trinan heads back to the dugout, and Blake is incensed, and this game is over. Jose Altuve walks on four pitches, walking in the winning run. It comes with two out in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the A's are stunned today in a roller coaster ride filled with emotions. The A's don't want to leave the dugout yet, and they're really just trying to contemplate what happened in home plate. Jose Altuve walks. The Astros win the game by the final score of 9-8. Ken, you got to be exhausted after this. I, I didn't even call the game, and I'm exhausted. Well, day game after a night game, man, you got to answer the bell. But, uh, yeah, we'll sleep well tonight, and hopefully the weather will clear up and be conducive for flying, and the A's will get to Baltimore and a, you know, a full day to kind of rest before the game tomorrow night at Camden Yards, But uh, and especially the guys on the field because they laid it all out there. As I said, in terms of energy and emotion, a lot was invested today, Chris. But in baseball, and especially in a stretch like the A's are in where they're playing 18 consecutive days, you have to stay even keel as best you can. I mean, you contemplate this for a while and you deal with it and then you forget about it and you go out and play tomorrow because you can't let the losses get you down and you can't let all the emotion overcome you. And you have to shed that stuff and you kind of learn to do that and just try to stay as even as you can during a long season and especially in a stretch like the A's are in right now. And let's end on this. It just It was like one of those prize fights where a fighter gets out early, he's winning, then the other fighter comes back, and then that other guy comes back, and they just can't keep coming back at each other. But the guy who started out winning is the guy who wins it in the end. Yeah, it's a great ball game, Chris. I mean, it really was. It was, a, it was a treat for the fans, and I'm sure the A's fans don't quite feel the same way because it was a very tough loss. But if, you, if the A's had won this game, you get out of here with a win, and you really feel a whole lot better about yourselves having lost two out of three instead of getting swept. But uh, I think this club will have a short memory, and they'll come out and play against the Orioles tomorrow and a chance to really do some damage against one of the weaker teams in the American League. All righty, go get some crab cakes, and we'll talk to you tomorrow in Baltimore. Thank you, Chris. The great Ken Korak. This is what I got already. We're going to hear from Bob Melvin. We're going to hear from Mike Fires. 
We're also going to hear from Josh Fagley breaking it all down. I mean, this was truly a heartbreaker. You know, if, if I don't even want to say it. You know what? I'm going to hold back on what I was going to say. It's game 13, but this is why we love baseball. And today's game, I know it's a long game, but today's game is another example of why baseball is so great for not having a clock. That's the one thing, not having a clock, it just gets played out. And both teams, because sometimes the clock kills people who are trying to do comebacks. You know, because there's no clock and you played it out, allowed the A's to come all the way back, then it allowed the Astros to come back. This is a darn good baseball team. So when people say, I can see the Astros winning the World Series, I mean, they've already done it before with this group. I mean, this core group, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, bringing in Brantley, Correa, our old buddy Josh Reddick, I mean, it's a stacked lineup. And you better bring your A game. And you better not be making little mistakes. Because if you do, they're going to beat you. We're going to talk about it. The number is 510-897-1322. That's 510-897-1322. Your phone calls, and we'll hear from the clubhouse, all coming up next on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Xfinity Store. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. Can I try out that X1 voice remote? Yeah. It lets you search for all your favorite streaming apps with the sound of your voice. Check it out. <clears throat> Show me the crown on Netflix. Wait, you're British? No, but I do have a lot of British friends, so I need to make sure it works for them, too. Yeah, it will. Okay, let me try another one. Show me homecoming on Prime Video. Um... Just making sure it works with a mouthful of popcorn. Ah, gotcha. Xfinity lets you search Netflix, Prime Video, and YouTube with the sound of your voice. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll enjoy Xfinity X1, which gives you access to your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, YouTube, and now Prime Video. Just use your voice to find what you want to watch. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Netflix and Prime Video streaming memberships required. This is Chris Townsend here to tell you about my new favorite restaurant, the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. You have to try their world-famous chicken pie dinner, which has been served in Southern California for 80 years. That's the Chicken Pie Shop right off Main Street in downtown Walnut Creek, located at 1251 Arroyo Way. Parking's easy, perfect for events, daily drink and food specials. Best of all, the food is great. Check out their menu at chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com right off Main Street, Walnut Creek. Coming to the A's game with my parents is the best time ever. But sometimes I just want to run around and they only want to watch the game. This year, they're going to take me to the A's stomping ground. I can climb elephants, play wiffle ball, and meet Stomper, and they will miss anything. I hope everyone can come to the A's stomping ground, like my family. The number is 510-897-1322. That's 510-897-1322. Wow. A dramatic three-hour and 39-minute battle with what is becoming your rival. 
Round one of this fight goes to the Houston Astros as they sweep the Athletics. And the game wasn't pretty. Game wasn't pretty from a standpoint of the starting pitching. Game wasn't pretty on defense. There was all kinds of things that happened in this game that we're going to be talking about. All right, let's go to Angry in Santa Cruz. I'm sure you're going to be angry. You know, Chris, I'm not so angry. Well, I'm angry. I'm angry about how good the Astros organization is. I'm, I'm angry about how good that baseball team is. I'm angry that we're in the same division they are. I'm angry because we use them as an excuse as to why we don't go out and do things or pick up players because they're so good, we're never going to be that good. And that really upsets me. I think, you know, I'm telling you, man, that's our number one going against their number five. And uh, we got beat, man. They just they just beat us. And, and look, at, uh, I got no problem with Torino, and I got no problem with uh, – uh, Trevino and our closer. I mean, those those guys are studs. They're going to have they're going to have off days. Uh, I don't want to see Chris Davis ever out of this lineup ever ever ever. I don't care if he's hitting 122. The man is a force, and I want him in the lineup. Now he's not going to make a difference today. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's why we lost. We lost because we had a bad starting you know starting performance. And uh, I just don't I'm, – I'm tired of excuses. I want this A's ownership group to stand up today and say, let's compete with these guys. Let's go out. Let's, let's fire up this club. You know, let's go – you know, go get me one more starter. Let's do something, man, because otherwise we're just kind of like saying, well, you know, they're so good. You know what it reminds me of in the, in the past? Billy Bean came out once in the past. and Well, the Yankees are so good. We can't beat them in the playoffs. I don't want to hear that anymore, man. I want to hear that we can win. I want to hear that we can win. I want somebody to take action. I want somebody to get off their rear end, and I don't care about whether they've got a stomper zone or a friggin' whatever zone in the stadium. I want somebody to go out there as an owner and say, hey, look, I'm going to commit to one or two players or three players. We're going to compete with these guys. We're going to start winning. What do you say, Chris? Uh, appreciate the phone call. I, I, If you were to tell me, that they were going to step up and get more starting pitching to help this team out. I don't think anybody, I don't think any of us would have a problem with that. You know, Mike fires is your number one. Now, this is a team that won 97 games last year. And I know at some point that they're counting on the young guys to come in here and be the aces. Once they're healthy, like Jesus Lizardo and AJ Pock and these guys, but we're, you, you know, I think for us, we're, we're looking at, well, right now, right now, Marco Estrada did not have a great year last year. Mike Fires came over and he was good for the A's. But Mike Fires is not an ace. Estrada, Brett Anderson, Aaron Brooks, Frankie Montas. You know, that's the, that's, that's the kind of, the, you know, if this, if this thing starts to go south a little bit and, and the starting pitching is struggling, I mean, they, 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 their start to the season when they came back from Tokyo was fantastic. But now, you know, you're going up against someone like the Houston Astros as they finally get back home, and Brooks wasn't great, and Fires wasn't great. See, the first night, yeah, you didn't have a problem on the first night because Frankie, Frankie went five and gave up two, so that's okay. But, yeah, you want to know that, hey, this team just won 97 games. This team has a lot of talent. So that's why I think when people see Keiko out there or even Edwin Jackson or whoever, they're like, why don't you add? 
One of the reasons maybe why they're not adding is they feel they have all this depth. But, you know, I mean, they're going to be throwing Verlander and Cole. By the way, I added it up. Verlander just signed a $66 million extension. So let's say he just plays through that extension and that's it and he doesn't play anymore. Verlander will have made in his career just short of $293 million. Wow. $293 million. It's amazing how these agents are not happy about free agency and the way it's going. The players' union's not happy about it. But, my God, the amount of money some of these guys are making, $293 million, all these extensions for over $100 million. I just, I, I mean, a baseball player, I mean, these guys are, I mean, when you start, start, you make $300 million or $400 million in your career, Trout, Trout's probably going to, at some point, eclipse over half a billion dollars. That takes you into a whole different world, man. A whole different world. All right, the number is 510-897-1322. That's 510-897-1322. Yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Whenever you get swept like that, you're going to be disappointed. But now how do they rebound? Because we don't think Baltimore is that good. We don't think Texas is that good. So you've just gone up against the world champs, and you got went up against a team who won the division last year. But now you got to take care of the bottom feeders. This is how you this this is you to get the ninety seven wins. You got to be good teams. But you got to roll the bad teams. A's with the heartbreak loss nine to eight to the Astros. We'll continue to talk about it right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hi, I'm James Hinchcliffe. You may remember me from such indie car races as that one in Indianapolis or that other one in Texas. I'm in your speakers today to talk to you about the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, where every Honda has the soul of a race car. Hence me, a race car driver. Now you're probably thinking, but James, how is this a dream event if I'm currently awake? Well, fake person asking me that question, it's called Dream because you can get the Honda of your dreams during this event. Hurry into your local Honda dealer for the Dream Garage Spring Event, happening now. From sweet plans to single game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's Suites, visit athletics.com suites. That's athletics.com suites. in the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris Davis with the A's ninth walk-off of the year. A long drive to right center that just kept on going. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. You're listening to A's Cast, powered by TuneIn. Bunting. 
You got your bunt. Actually, Chirinos didn't do a bad job. And I'm, you know, that was a bang-bang play. But it definitely helps you out. It helps you out big time. Because it gets you that out. And then they're still in the same scenario with a runner on second first. Reddick made it close. I now have Blake Trinan we're going to play. We got a bunch of different guys to play. And I understand that they they didn't like the strike zone. And on a day like this, you know where I stand on that. I've always been, I, I'm like Eric Burns. Give me that electric strike zone. Then you won't have that problem. Some people still want the human air. Well, you're going to have times where the strike zone's inconsistent. And, you know, I have been told, I can't remember who told me this. I think it might have been an umpire. I think it was the start of last year. We got an opportunity. I don't know if it was the Bay Bridge series or, or was the start of the season, the, the home opener. But, you know, the umpires will come down just in regular clothes, and they'll just walk around the park, you know, checking all the angles and everything. And I think it might have been Vince and I stopped these guys and just started rapping with them. And I remember asking one guy, say, how do you, hey, how do you feel about this superimposed box, the strike zone? And then, of course, he's going to say, well, it doesn't always match up. <laughs> Which I expected him. But, you know, to, to, to his defense, you know, we're watching whether you're watching Sunday night baseball tonight which uh, I believe is, yeah, I think it's L.A. against Colorado. Did you hear that note I had about L.A. and Colorado? Craziness. I'll have that for you in a second. But as he mentioned, you you have all these different boxes. Fox is different from essentially Xfinity. So whose box is correct? Is it ESPN's? You know, like, you know, some, some teams are still Fox Sports Net. There's the their national Fox. They All their boxes are different. So how do we know which one's right, which one's actually telling us a strike versus a ball is right? That's what the umpire was saying. He's saying they're all different. But I, they're all pretty close, I can tell you that. Let's go to Dave in Oakland. Dave, welcome to A's Clubhouse Show. So, Chris, what's your feelings? I know it's early yet, but Jerickson profile has been pretty disappointing so far, both defensively and offensively. Um, and I know it wasn't an, a defensive stalwart, but he's already cost us two games. And he obviously hasn't made up for it on, um, on offense whatsoever. But uh, your thoughts on him? And then is there any update on Edward Jackson to see if he's going to – are they still interested in him or what? I mean, at this point, unless things get desperate, they've shown us that they don't have interest. And I, I don't know why. Um, I don't know why he's not signed after the way he threw the ball last year. It, it's Is he asking for too much? I have no idea. Soon we're going to be talking to David Force. We'll have news on this, but soon we'll be talking to David Force on a more regular basis. We'll be able to actually – get this right from the, the horse's mouth on it. So that's one. And Profar, 
Hey, 0 for 3 today. He's hitting 106. 106. He better start getting some base hits or you, you, you just don't keep putting a guy in a lineup who's hitting, you know, this has got Josh Donaldson written all over it. I mean, Scott Sizemore got hurt. And next thing you know, Donaldson's getting an opportunity to play third. And at one point, Donaldson was hitting like .84. It's, a, it's always one of my favorite stories. Donaldson hitting like .0.84. They send him back to then Sacramento. And when it was like a day game, and then he was sent back. And that night, back when I used to have my talk show, Donaldson calls in, going up I-80, calls into the show. And I remember my producer going, hey, there's a guy that says Josh Donaldson's on the line, wants to talk college football. Do we trust it? And I knew J.D. well, and I went, yeah. let's." Say. And then it was, it was him. He was calling from his car to talk college football. But he had to be sent down in 12. I mean, you just can't keep going 0 for 4 and 0 for 3. And it's not like, as the caller just said, we're going to sit there and go, yeah, but his defense is awesome. Oh, boy, is he vibing with Simeon up the middle. Profar has to start hitting or you're going to need to make a move. I don't want to say that. I don't want to see it. But that's just a reality. Because if he keeps struggling and you keep throwing him out there, you're going to put him – I mean, he, he, he's he got – his mind, he's got to just be swimming inside his brain right now. Well, the fact is he's cost us two games, that one in Japan where he doesn't get a good uh, turn on the double play or throw the ball well, and then that one against Boston where he had double play ground he threw over. That's like a basic play for a second baseman to make, you know, that yeah, turn that, that... to throw the shortstop. Yeah, that was, and appreciate the phone call. Yeah, that was like Chuck Knobloch, Steve Saxish, where he didn't even come close to Marcus Simeon. He just threw it into left field. I will not put the entire blame, the second game in Japan, on him. And let me tell you why. Because after that play and the game ends, you know, we got on the flight and came back. Well, when we got back here to Oakland and I Ubered home, the game was on the MLB network. The, fi- the, the, the last I got home to see the last inning. And then I noticed something. Marcus Simeon's feed was not a good feed. So I think that 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 was on Marcus and it was on Profar. Profar still needed to make a better throw. But the way Marcus kind of lobbed it up, kind of took him out of his rhythm. As a shortstop, you need to, have, you got to have a quicker, and you got to feed it right to his glove. He kind of like threw it up, lobbed it up, and it caused the rhythm of the second baseman Profar on the double play. It wasn't good. And let's face it, we're not talking about this is Roberto Alomar. You know, this guy is he can he's played all over, and now he's going to play second base. But you need to give him a good feed. He wasn't a great feed, so I kind of put that on both of them. I don't put that exactly all on Profar, but, you know, how how, how long are you going to go with a guy hitting 100? That's a fair question, and that's not going to be an easy one. And then you'll constantly be looking down at Franklin Barreto and see what he's doing down in Las Vegas. 
But yeah, that's always when you when you start that season out and you dig yourself such a hole. This is already a game of failure. This is already a game that can mess you up mentally real fast. And that's where you know that's where Profar is. Profar today grounded out to second, grounded out to first baseman, grounded out to second. Hit by a pitch. I mean, maybe he was lucky he was hit by a pitch. All right, the number is 510-897-1322. It's 510-897-1322. That's also our text line number, so you can call in or you can text. We're going to hear from the skipper coming up here on the A's Clubhouse Show after the A's lose the toughest loss of the year. I know it's only 13 games. The toughest loss of the year, 98 to the Houston Astros. We got more coming up right here on the A's Radio Network. Families, now it's your turn to enjoy the ballpark in style with the new A's Stomping Ground. That's right, a free area has been created in right field at the Coliseum for kids and families. This new area will feature a stage and video wall for interactive events, a digital racing experience, simulated hitting and pitching machines, foosball, and more. Plus, the A's are now offering the Stomping Ground Family Pass, a monthly ticket subscription that gives families of four access to the A's Stomping Ground during every A's regular season home game. The Family Pass includes two all-ages passes and two passes for kids 17 and younger. Families can add additional kids' passes for $15 and additional adult passes for $29 per month. Sign up for a monthly subscription of $79 per month for five months or an annual fee of $399. To learn more about this awesome new program, go to athletics.com slash stomping ground. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday, and in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Communicate, collaborate, connect. Want to add to your collection of A's memorabilia but can't make it to the Coliseum? During every weekend home series, the Oakland A's Community Fund will hold a digital silent auction through the MLB Ballpark app. You can bid on rare memorabilia items, including baseballs, jerseys, bats, game-used equipment, and autographed items. Proceeds from the silent auction benefit the Oakland A's Community Fund and its initiatives in the community. Download the app at athletics.com slash ballparkapp. Okay, so let's talk about your business. What keeps you up at night? Uh, I guess I'd say mostly overhead and profitability. And of course, there's always competitive pressure. Your competition probably says the same thing. <laughs> You're probably right. You want a little advice? Always. Ask America. The bank? The leading bank for business. I never thought of a bank being able to help beyond, you know, banking. Yeah, well, maybe it's time to bank differently. You know, Comerica can help you reduce overhead and maximize revenue because they're not just business bankers, they're business advisors. Well, that's different. Yes, they are. To move your business forward, move beyond basic banking and get the business insight, experience, and guidance you need to grow. From the leading bank for business, Comerica Bank. To learn more, visit Comerica.com slash leading bank. Member FDIC Equal Opportunity Lender. Comerica is first among the top 25 U.S. financial holding companies based on commercial and industrial loans outstanding as a percentage of assets as of March 31st, 2018. 
NBC Sports California is the home of the authentic A's fan. That baby's gone. 7-2 A's lead. We're with the A's every step of the 2019 season. And now with the NBC Sports My Teams app, it's easier and better than ever. Wherever you are, stream A's games. Get the latest news, game recaps, features, videos, and more. Right on your mobile device by downloading My Teams. Your A's, your way. My Teams, the app for the authentic A's fan. Friday the 19th is for the dogs. Get your free A's pet calendar presented by Aviderm Natural and Nylabone for our 707 game against the Blue Jays. The calendar features lovable dogs, each with a doggy scouting report. Be sure to grab your tickets for this Friday night at the ballpark. Visit athletics.com slash promotions to get your tickets today. Athletics.com slash promotions. back out to the phones you're gonna hear from trinan you're gonna hear from fegley you're gonna hear from melvin but first you're gonna hear bill from campbell bill you are on the a's clubhouse show chris i gotta love you um you know ken try to soften the blow but you went right where'd he go <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> Bill, call back. Five one zero eight nine seven one three two two. That's five one zero eight nine seven one three two two. He just disappeared. Let's go to uh, Jesse in Turlock. Go ahead, Jesse. How's it going, Tony? Um, I just want to talk about um, Profar and uh, maybe. Uh, Every time I see him, he's always falling out, or he's striking out, he's popping up. Yeah? We lose him, too? Hello? Jesse, you there? Hello. Yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you broke up for a second. Go ahead. Okay, I was just talking about profile, but maybe... Um, they got to bring in Barreto because every time I see Pofar, he's always striking out, popping up, making no contact. And uh, maybe he got in the way of Piscotti's catch over there in right field. What do you think? Well, definitely, I don't know if Piscotti was going to get the ball. Thank you very much, Jesse. But definitely Profar, with Profar, like, diving into him, it distracted him, and so the ball bounces and gets past him. Yeah, there are a lot of little things today. The little things. That's um, and that's to beat good teams, you got to do the little things right. And there's all kinds of plays today, and I'm not I'm not not really harping on anybody, but you know you you, you got to make the they made the little plays in the end, and that's why they end up winning the game. I will say this: Piscotti's catch in the first inning was awesome. You know, for a for for a for a big guy, he runs really well. And when he all out dove like that, that was a sweet catch. That was so long ago though, when it, when you're in a three hour, thirty nine minute game, you forget about stuff like that. Uh Bill is back from Campbell. Bill, go ahead. You broke up. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, you know what I'm thinking is exactly what I'm glad you brought it up because yeah, he made a heck of a catch there. 
you know, we're going to miss some plays. I mean, that's just part of the game. But, you know, give, giving this game up to these guys right now, and then they get a sweep out of it, and, you know, we lose another one that's close. But what I, what I, what I don't like, when, it, when the game got into the late innings, I hate running scared. Leave Trevino in. He got the out. It wasn't his fault that, you know, Piscotty misjudged it. So I, I don't, I, you know, that's the only uh, thing that I would point out with Melvin that drives me crazy is he will bring in Trinan with those, uh, those, those eighth-inning situations. It's like have confidence. You know, if, if Trevino was – uh, behind on the account, uh, on the count, if he, he had a shot off the wall for a double, <laughs> maybe. But we, we should have had two outs and nobody on. And then you, you get that kind of situation where you're leaving your closer in in a tie game, and I, I feel like we're just hoping for the best. Um, go at them, you know. <laughs> why, why run scared? <laughs> what, well, what do you think? Well, I, I'll tell you the one that I didn't like. And I don't know if this is Fegley or if it's Trevino, but when you've got a 2-2 count and Kemp is up and Tony Kemp is the number nine hitter and you're throwing him a 2-2 slider, cutter, whether it was a cutter or a slider, and it's 92 miles an hour, you're doing him a favor. You're speeding up his bat. He's got more of a chance to barrel up a slider coming in from a right-hander than he does Trevino throwing 98 at him. Like some, I think Trevino has got out to such a good start, and he's got these weapons, the breaking ball and showing us the changeup, that sometimes you get a little cute. You know, it's 2-2. It's the number nine hitter. You blow him away with a fastball. You gave, you, you, you gave, him, you gave him life by throwing him a slider there. Yeah, too bad. It's really too bad they didn't just get this game, get out of town. You know, you lose two out of three, so what? You know, they, they only gained a game on us. But to, 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 to get for those guys to get a sweep out of it, just, oh, it calls me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, because, I, mean, I mean, first, you come all the way back. Like, right, like, let's face it. You know, in baseball, if you give up five runs in the first inning, odds are telling you you're not going to win that game. But the fact that you came all the way back and you had a two-run lead, you gave up five runs in the first and you come all the way back and then have a two-run lead and lose that game, that's shame on you. Chris, keep at it, buddy. Don't let Ken off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bill, thank you so much. By the way, Mike Trout is homered again. He's homered in four straight games. What's that, five home runs in four games? Jesus. I mean, I'm telling you, I know we don't like the Angels. Can't stand the rally monkey. But when this is all said and done, where this guy's going to be as an all-time great, because I didn't get to watch Babe Ruth. I didn't get to watch Willie Mays. I didn't get to watch Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, uh, Hank Aaron. I didn't get to see those guys play. I've seen the modern-day great players. And, you know, we, how we look at the modern-day great players, you know, depending on who we think was using versus, you know, who actually got caught, who we think was using. I mean, this guy, 
This guy's an all-time great. It, it, it's unbelievable how good Mike Trout is. And as a baseball fan, first and foremost, I just love watching him play. I mean, it's such a treat to know I'm watching one of the greatest of all time. Let's go to the Warrior. Warrior, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Yeah, you know what? I got to echo your last caller. You want a scouting report for the Warriors or for the from the Warrior? If Trevino's pitching, smoke him inside. Trout's up, smoke him inside. Uh, you're, you're pitching against uh, uh, Harper, smoke him inside. Machado, smoke him inside. Everything's fastball inside if you're Trevino. I'm not throwing no changeup to a ninth, a ninth hitter. I'm not a scout. But I always say, smoke them inside. You'll never go. You'll never go wrong. Now listen, you brought up 2012. There was so much magic in 2012. Donaldson don't come back up to play third if uh, Brandon Ng don't get hurt. Uh, you move Chan Pittington over to uh, second, and you got uh, Drew at, at short. That season was so magical, not just because of the moves that, that were made. But because every move that Billy Bean made that year, you know, it wasn't a year that they were built to win like this year. This was a, That was a year where they, I kind of figured they were throwing the season away at the beginning of the year with all the trades. But that team was magical, and you can't compare any team to that 2012. As far as pro bar, once again, you should have come to the Warriors for a scouting report. I saw him play in Frisco. I saw him play in Round Rock. And the guy can't play. I mean, there's a reason. Why you go from being the number one prospect in all of baseball to number 19 on the, on the depth chart. The Rangers gave him every opportunity. The fact that he went all, and you want to say Steve Sack or Chuck Nuglock, I say he went all Derek Norris when he couldn't throw. Uh, and, and that's another story in 2014. But he went all Derek Norris. Hey, the fact that he's hitting 106, oh, I'm pressing. Why? Is the ballpark different? Is it still not 60 feet, 6 inches to uh, the mound? Are the bases still not 90 feet apart? It, 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 it's garbage. I, the, the guy, I'm not going to say that he can't play, but he's not a bona fide major leaguer. If he is, Texas hasn't given up on him. If you're going to play Barreto, if you want him to play, you want him to make any sense of that 2014 deal, he's got to be up in the big leagues right now. And I say that today, and I said it when the trade was made. If you're expecting Jerkerson Profar to be the Jerkerson Profar that they thought he was going to be five years ago, you're in for a long, long, long season. The Warrior appreciates your time. I normally don't get this upset. I normally don't call in. But, damn, Bob Melvin, you ain't got to be Gene Mott. Just leave the guy in there and let him pitch. The Warrior appreciates your time. People are spirited. Love it. Means means they care. There's a lot of people who care about A's baseball. They want to see this team win. You're going up against your division rival. You believe the fight for the West is still between these two teams and that the Seattle Mariners will come back to life. But, yeah, I mean, this was a game. You give up five runs in the first inning. You give up a run in the second inning. So you're, you've given up six runs in two innings. The odds that you're going to come back in this game, pretty slim. But you scored two in the first. You scored two in the second. That gives you four. Another one in the fourth. That gives you five. And then Pender gets you six, seven. But where you could, where, where you have to have the knockout punch, as I go back to that eighth inning, 
Leadoff home run from Pender. Great. You're up two runs. But then Simeon hits a ball down the right field line and tries to extend it to a triple and gets thrown out 9-6-5. They always tell you, don't make the first, don't make the third out at third base. When you get to second base, you're in scoring position, especially with the speed of Simeon. So he gets thrown out, but he would have been at second base because Profar then gets hit. Then the fielder's choice by Loriano. And because Profar stole second base, E2 on Max Stassi. So now, so now you got a runner at third. And Loriano hits the ball to third base and gets in a rundown, 5-2-5-1, a walk, and then boom. You had all these guys on base, and you had the potential, a home run and then a double. The potential for you to put up a crooked number there, you don't even see Osuna. You don't even see him in the ninth inning. Because now they're going to be down, they would have been down three or four runs Think of how comfortable you are. You're now up three or four runs, and you're sending – because Trevino only threw eight pitches in the seventh. So that inning right there, home run, and then getting thrown out at third, you could have had a big inning there. I'm not picking on anybody, but that's just kind of common baseball. You never make the first or third out at third base. It's kind of a cardinal sin. And I know you can sit back and you can say, oh, well, uh, they, hey, Reddick's throw and it, it, it overthrew Altuve and went right to Correa, and they had to have a bang-bang perfect. Well, you know what? This is the big leagues. Look at Ramon Lauriano. Not used to that yet. Look how many you, – this is the big leagues. This kid has a legit arm. You keep running on him. Look at Boston. They ran on him three times. They could have said every time, well, I took a perfect throw to get him. Well, he's going to throw a lot of perfect throws, so don't run on him. Josh Reddick's got a hose. Remember? We saw that for years. So you got a hose at a right field. You got a hose at shortstop. Did you know they were going to overthrow it and it's going to – no, you don't. But this is the big leagues. You expect them to make terrific plays. Big league defense is incredible. It's actually my favorite part of the game. As much as launch angle and home runs and everything, my favorite part of baseball is watching how amazing these infielders are and these outfielders. How, how they turn double plays like no one in the world. The way they cover the ground in outfield, the way they throw, the, the athleticism in baseball now is greater than it's ever been. The players are in the best shape they've ever been. And you, this generation of players, they didn't grow up like we did. They didn't grow up football, basketball, baseball. You know, no, these kids have played baseball there. This is all they do. This is the travel. This is the travel ball era. Jose Altuve maybe played a little soccer, but all he did was play baseball. And this kid's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Correa is amazing. He's mini A Rod Bregman. Bregman is going to be a problem for the A's, Altuve, for a long, long time. Look at Chapman. Look at Olsen. Look at the guys we have. But that's really one of my favorite things about baseball these days 
is just how athletic and how good defenses are. When you see how quick they turn double plays, something special. All right, we are going to hear from Trinan Melvin. We'll try and get as much of the clubhouse sound in. Coming up right here on the A's Clubhouse Show on the A's Radio Network. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Xfinity Store. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. Can I try out that X1 voice remote? Yeah, it lets you search for all your favorite streaming apps with the sound of your voice. Check it out. Show me the crown on Netflix. Wait, you're British? No, but I do have a lot of British friends, so I need to make sure it works for them, too. Yeah, it will. Okay, let me try another one. Show me homecoming on Prime Video. Um... Just making sure it works with a mouthful of popcorn. Ah, gotcha. Xfinity lets you search Netflix, Prime Video, and YouTube with the sound of your voice. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll enjoy Xfinity X1, which gives you access to your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, YouTube, and now Prime Video. Just use your voice to find what you want to watch. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Netflix and Prime Video streaming memberships required. One-two pitch, and that's a swing and a miss. Strikeout number one. Baseball is here, and the Ray Morgan Company is a proud sponsor of A's Baseball and the game's strikeout counter. For the past 62 years, the Ray Morgan Company has been helping business process documents more efficiently. If your team needs best-in-class multifunctional printers, output security software, or electronic records management solutions, the Ray Morgan Company is your go-to player. Visit the Ray Morgan Company at raymorgan.com. The Coppola Theater Boxes are the newest premier seating experience at the ballpark. Enjoy the lively atmosphere of the lower level with an open-air suite. Seating four or six and centered behind home plate, the Coppola Theater Boxes bring you a close-up look of the on-field action. For more information about the Coppola Theater Boxes, visit athletics.com premium. Athletics.com premium. Back for the eighth year, First United Credit Union is proud to sponsor Home Runs for Hunger. For every home run the A's hit, First United will donate $50 to help end hunger. Over the past seven seasons, First United has donated over $62,000 to the Alameda County Community Food Bank. And for a limited time, they are offering certificate specials up to 2.6% annual percentage yield for a 25-month term with a $1,000 minimum balance. Some limitations apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org. One-two pitch, and that's a swing and a miss. Strikeout number one. Baseball is here, and the Ray Morgan Company is a proud sponsor of A's Baseball and the game's strikeout counter. For the past 62 years, the Ray Morgan Company has been helping business process documents more efficiently. If your team needs best-in-class multifunctional printers, output security software, or electronic records management solutions, the Ray Morgan Company is your go-to player. Visit the Ray Morgan Company at raymorgan.com. You're out! Come on, Hump. He was safe. Listen, Coach, I'm just trying to get us out of here so we can get to Cash Creek. Ah, I'd love to hit the slots right about now. Oh, yeah? I prefer blackjack. And I could really go for a great porterhouse steak at Z Square. Well, how about a round of golf, eh? On the award-winning course? Okay, fine. But I'll need a therapeutic deep tissue massage at the spa. That sounds perfect. We're both out of here. Cash Creek Casino Resort, proud sponsor of our Oakland A's. 
2018 saw the A's shock the world by canceling season tickets. That's right. With our new A's access program, you get entry to every single game, half off concessions, 25% off merchandise, $10 prepaid parking, all with packages starting at $240. Grab the package that fits your needs by heading to athletics.com slash 2019. That's right. Every game your way only with A's access. Head to athletics.com slash 2019 or call us at 510-638-GO-A's. All righty, Chris Townsend with you here on the A's Radio Network. Blake Trinan took the L, a blown save and a loss. Not something we saw a lot last year. Here's Blake with the media in the clubhouse after the game. I just got the way things transpired there when I can leave. Were there any frustrations there on your part as for some of the pitches to Reddick and Springer? Oh, yeah, but, you know, we have to be careful how we comment on things because – not really acceptable to truly speak your mind at times so um but back to it I gotta make better pitches out too they we still had a chance to get out of that inning and um, I didn't I didn't give any competitive pitches there late but you know the game is what it is it's early it's a good team they, they take good at bats so um thankfully you know we uh we playing good baseball early and just try to take that on the road over to Baltimore. Was there anything specifically not working for you today? You like? Probably fastball command in the last inning. Yeah. Can that be compounded by if there are any frustrations going on? No, we're professionals. I mean, there's certain variables you can't control and there's some things you can. And those are the ones you try to focus on. You know, me delivering a pitch in the zone, something I can control or not control against Altuve. So um, if I do a better job of, you know, <clears throat> being in the zone there instead of, you know, yard selling the first two, it's a little different. I didn't really give myself much of a chance to be successful in that at bat. And it's frustrating when our team played as well as they did to stay in it. And, you know, just frustrating. The eighth inning also a little bit frustrating. I'm assuming with the you know you get the grounder from L2 being there's just not. I mean, kind of I feel break. like they probably had six soft ground ball hits and one really good bump by Brantley this whole series. So, I mean, that in itself probably led to four runs the whole series, and the timing of it was probably frustrating. And you know, you get a fly ball that's two feet shallower. <laughs> Probably a quick tag and goes in our favor because Loriano's got a great arm. So, I mean, technically, got a ground ball, trying to get a double play. Didn't work out because it was perfectly placed. We get a pop fly, decent idea. You know, weak contact's what you're looking for. Didn't work out because Springer's fast and he just beat the ball to the plate. So, um, they had a lot of things go their way because they do a lot of good things successfully at the plate. And, put pressure on you at all times and today it fell in their favor and we just didn't catch a break late. So at the, at the end of the game when it was over and the umpires were walking out there appeared to be some words exchanged. Is there anything, any insight that you can offer to that? Or? No, just telling them good game. You did a good job. Thanks. Uh, you know something I've never understood is how and this happens in every sport, by the way. Why everybody can be 
everybody is allowed to be judged, right? Everybody's allowed to be judged. Players are allowed to be judged. Coaches are allowed to be judged. Front office people are allowed to be judged. Ownership is allowed to be judged. The only people that are not allowed to be judged are umpires, referees. Yeah, because if you say something about them, they help decide outcomes of games. It's fact. So if that's the case, why can't people say, you know what, I thought they missed the call. I thought his strike zone wasn't very good. You know? That shouldn't have been pass interference. That shouldn't have been holding. That shouldn't have been a foul in basketball. I mean, why, why can't we talk about the decisions that these guys make? Because the players, he's smart. Oh, you know, I really can't say anything because you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get fined. And I don't want to get fined. I just always think that's a weak part of the protection of the umpires and referees and all the sports, and you can't say anything about the calls that they make, and if you do, we're going to find you $25,000. I just think that's kind of a joke. All right, one more. We have a ton. We'll have to get to a lot of it tomorrow. Yeah, because we're back at it tomorrow. Uh, Let's hear from Bob Melvin, the skipper of your Oakland Athletics, after this loss. <clears throat> yeah, I think the majority of the game there was some frustration, but um, it is what it is. You know, we ended up winning the game. What did you think of, of his work overall? Trying. To- you know what? It's a tough situation he comes into. You know, he gets a semi pop up. You know, the center field in that situation. <clears throat> Ball rolls in the hole, which you know is a good pitch, and that puts us in that situation. So. You know, we, have, we obviously have a lot of faith in Blake. Overall, what are you just uh, making the series for you guys? Wasn't good for us, but we battled. You know, we were in a little bit of a hole there early on and <coughs> battled back nicely. I thought throughout the course of the game, we battled back really nicely. Nice to see the bats come in line, particularly yeah. the power. Yeah, I mean, we were, I mean, there's more of that in the tank, but, you know, our starter has to come out, you know, pretty quick, pretty, pretty on the game. And uh, they've been swinging the bats pretty early and pretty good yesterday and early in the game, so we know we got to score some runs, and they responded. Uh, Wendell can have shown pretty good <coughs> season, though, yeah. ready to come in those situations. Yeah, he's been great. And whatever role we've used him, we've used him in the eighth inning, we've used him in the second inning. So to give us that kind of length and keep us in the game there really was uh, the key to, to staying in that game. The fact that you guys have been... Uh, you've had a lot of innings from your bullpen. Um, how important was that from uh, from Wendell? Yeah, that was the, he. It's basically the, the key to the game that kept us in it. For a guy that's, you know, a one or two inning reliever to to give us what he did was phenomenal. So he he was he literally was the guy that gave us a chance to come back. What did you see going on with Fires? <clears throat> Just got on the run early on him. You know, maybe squeezed a little bit early, but when you you're throwing balls. You know, you don't have your good command. Sometimes it's tough to get those, but, um, you know, so just, just an off game for him. Do you have any concerns about the amount of 
Well, my concern is 18 in a row. That's really not that fair to start the season off like that. So it's just something we have to deal with. You know, your starters aren't stretched out when the season starts. And we go to Japan, get cut off, you know, a couple weeks short of spring training or 10 days or so to start. So it's a challenge. The profile play when he was at third, was he going on contact? Was it just yeah, you know, I mean, we get the runner to second, so that's what, that's what we're trying to do. If, if you get in a rundown, <clears throat> if you know you're going to be out, you want to get in the rundown, now you got a guy at second base in case you can hit. The catch uh, Piscotti made there over on the line on, on the ball right at yeah. and then he, it looked like he came really close to yeah. catching the homer. Yeah, he, we've seen Steven make a ton of good plays like that, so not a surprise to us. When the ball was hit, I didn't think he had a chance at it. And it almost looked like... He was making the decision to pull up on it, but then, you know, thought he had an opportunity and ended up making a great catch. Think of Lou's work today. You know, it's, it's not like they banged him around. You know, he came and did a great job, quick inning, and then, you know, just the one cutter in that didn't get in far enough, and then the bloop to second. But he, he pitched well too. Just not not a bunch of luck in our way today. You, you know what? I apologize. I haven't even brought up Wendelkin. Wendelkin was fabulous today. Three and a third, didn't give up a run, struck out four. Yes, he was the tourniquet. He stopped the bleeding, and that's what allowed the A's to come back and at least be in this game. So kudos to him. That was a fabulous job. All right, we are bets. Great thing about baseball, back at it tomorrow. Get on the plane, go to Baltimore, get some crab cakes tonight, have a couple beers, and get ready to play. So it's going to be Estrada up against Kashner, 405 first pitch. And we will have the A's total access show will start at 315. So 315 pregame, first pitch, 405. A's lose to the Astros 9-8. They were swept. Got to turn it around. They got four in Baltimore to do it. And well, hopefully that is going to happen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day and night, everybody. Families, now it's your turn to enjoy the ballpark in style with the new A's Stomping Ground. That's right, a free area has been created in right field at the Coliseum for kids and families. This new area will feature a stage and video wall for interactive events, a digital racing experience, simulated hitting and pitching machines, foosball, and more. Plus, the A's are now offering the Stomping Ground Family Pass, a monthly ticket subscription that gives families of four access to the A's Stomping Ground during every A's regular season home game. The Family Pass includes two all-ages passes and two passes for kids 17 and younger. Families can add additional kids' passes for $15 and additional adult passes for $29 per month. Sign up for a monthly subscription of $79 per month for five months or an annual fee of $399. To learn more about this awesome new program, go to athletics.com slash stomping ground. Hit well. Back is Upton. At the track, at the wall, and out it goes for Steven Piscotti. A two-out, three-run blow. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball.